Welcome everybody to the Race Tech Suspension Privateer Island Life number 24 on the season. This is uh, a show about privateers, a show about the people that uh, are at the races grinding away, way in the back, trying to get off the island like uh, like a Weston Pike or uh, or who, who, whoever else you, you can think of over the years. That, uh, you know, these guys, uh, they're out there, they're the working class heroes of the sport. And uh, it's nice to touch in, touch base with them. And uh, Race Tech, everybody, October 21st to 27th, 2017. So just over a month from now, uh, Technical Edge Suspension Seminars. If you're looking to learn about tuning suspension, add a new service to your, to your motorcycle business or better tune your own bike. Or heck, launch a career in the industry like so many other suspension dudes have. Please check these seminars out. No one has educated more top-level suspension tuners than Paul Feed. Uh, Racetech.com for that. And the Pulp MX-17 code saves you with Racetech Engines and Suspension Service. Founded in 1984. More privateers trust Racetech. And uh, they specialize in high-performance suspension, parts, service, and accessories. Thank the folks at Racetech for allowing us to shine the light on uh, on dudes like that's my first guest uh, today. Privateer hero from uh, South Carolina. We saw his name come up later in the Nationals uh, in point scoring positions in the uh, 250 class. He's Austin Root. What's up, Austin? How are you, man? Oh, doing great. Doing great, Steve. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for doing this. Appreciate it. Trying to uh, trying to shine some light on guys on Privateer Island like yourself. So, No, I really appreciate it. Uh, first up, I saw you at the USGP. Uh, that track looked like no fun, man. How'd you, how'd you do it? How'd you like it? No, I uh, I liked the event. It was uh, pretty awesome. Actually, I got to do uh, Charlotte the year before, but uh, kind of had some uh, stomach problems and couldn't really like. I didn't. That was like, my first professional race uh, was Charlotte, but mm-hmm. it didn't really end too well because I had a had a kidney stone. Oh so, damn! Jeez. So I wanted yeah during the motos. So <laughs> so I I decided to go back to WW, bounce back, see how how everything would go. Um, but no, the heat was gnarly. Just everything yeah. about the day, everything about the track prep compared to America, how they really don't prep it. Um, it no. looked like it was prepped uh, Sunday for the motos, but we went out there and it was not. It didn't touch <laughs> it from Saturday, like the bumps. So, um, yeah, and I tried out um, just trying new things because after the season I was running the last couple races um, in America. I was running stock uh, suspension. Uh-huh. So and the AMA and uh, I tried converting my uh, Cowie stuff mm-hmm. um, to my Husky. Yeah, and uh, that was the first weekend that I was actually running. I was kind of just I was doing it for fun, but I really wanted to do good. Um, but uh, yeah, just the, the the race was it was insane. First first moto actually like before the moto I was throwing up <laughs> and just I don't know I don't know what it was something I ate something with the heat. Right. And I was like probably four laps to go, and literally just come in the mechanics area, just barfing, dude. Oh, just, geez. Just, oh, yeah, just everything. I mean, I tried my best. So we got back. I found an ice bath, got into an ice bath, just took my temperature down, got out there for the next moto. And I think I ended up uh, 19th, the, the second moto. So I got two points, two mm-hmm. national GP points. And uh, it was it was probably one of the – Hardest hardest races of the years for me, huh? Um, With the heat and everything. How much? Uh, how much? How about all the riding that you got to do? Maybe that made you barf. Yeah, that's see, that was something different for me too. Because Saturday I kind of went hard. Like I know, like I noticed the guys going in and getting water, and they were getting snacks. Like it's first practice and stuff, and I'm just out there doing laps. You know, yep. I'm I'm not used to this, so I'm just out there riding and riding. And then I did this the second thirty minute uh, minute uh, time practice, yep. and I was yep. out there riding the whole time, <laughs> just like how I would in America. I didn't, and I was like, I just wanted to get a decent time in. And then uh, the qualifying race. I mean, I was like, my my brothers watches the GPs, and I watch them too. Yep. But you never really understand it truly until you actually do one, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I went actually kind of hard. I got 20th in the qualifying race. I felt pretty good, um, but I didn't really know where I was at still after that because I didn't know if they were going hard because, I mean, they've been doing this all year. They, yep. know, yeah, yeah. they know what to do, you know what I mean? And really, it seems like gate pick 
for the GP, it doesn't really matter. At least at the WW Ranch race. Yeah, WW Ranch. I don't think it matters. But a lot of a lot of the GP tracks have uh, hairpin turns, so everybody lines up on the inside, and that's the best lines up pick. on yeah. the inside. But yeah, at WW, it really just didn't matter. It seemed like you know whatever you grabbed, it got pretty good because I got next to the doghouse and on my uh, I got a pretty good start, like a top fifteen start in the qualifying race. So I thought, you know, shoot, even it didn't really, really matter where I got. It was actually pretty good. Yep. But besides that, it was, a, it was a great run event, you know. I mean, it sucks that we got that rain, that little bit that made the pits all swampy. Oh, dude, right? But yeah, it was gnarly. <laughs> that's, that was the only downfall about it. But, you know, um, that, but the track itself was great. I mean, it was nothing like America. It really showed, like, <laughs> it definitely showed me, opened my eyes for the outdoor season too. Right. Like, I, I thought, you know, things couldn't get as bad as like Southwick. Yeah. And yeah. Then things couldn't get as bad as Millville. And then I go and do <laughs> this race and I'm like, okay, nothing can get bad as WW. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so, dude, what about the yep. jumps though on a 250F? Some big ones, man. Oh my God, dude. Yes. Like, like the, the you would hit the tabletop, the big tabletop for the first four laps yep. until it got ruddy, and then you would just roll it, like just jump halfway <laughs> across. And then the second moto, um, before that section, they had a double. I don't know if you guys can see um, if you guys were in that yeah. in the pit, but they had this huge, like I mean, pretty big size double over this single. Yep. And they built up the face second moto like straight up in the air. Like straight up, like I rolled it my first the the, the hot lap, yeah, yeah. And I watched the guy do it in front of me, and I don't think he realized they they changed the face completely. <laughs> he went straight to the moon and cased it. Oh, dude! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So they, I mean, just the weirdest faces for a GP. I don't yeah. know what. I, I mean, I've watched the GPs, you know, yeah. and you think it's like real motocross, right? Man. Right. Like it was just really weird but, how they had these steep. And they uh, they built one of the lips up in between motos to be like a kicker on a tabletop, the kicker ramp. Yes, I'm yeah, just like a bunch of I'm like kickers, I'm yeah. like are you I'm like that that's different from the first moto. I'm like they're trying to get these guys higher. So yeah, oh yeah, they were getting a super high over stuff. I I wasn't used to that because right. even in America things were pretty tamed and and I thought these guys would be complaining the mxgp guys but i don't know, it seemed yeah. like they did fine yeah. they like i mean they did fine especially yeah. the finish line where you had to jump it you see the ruts on the finish line they were going right you had to you literally get in the air and you got to land towards the right yeah like yeah. i went on my my last lap there was a dude that ate it right in front of me oh did you on, on the did on so, the yeah that was uh cervelli on the 2018 honda 250f i don't know what yeah. happened did he drag I a don't peg know. what happened yeah just Drug a peg, cross rutted. Next thing I know, he's just in the air flying. I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> I know. I saw that, <laughs> no. dude. Oh, man. And uh, that's the worst feeling, I guess. Like the crash. At least he made it to the finish. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know? right, right. At least he did it after. But, you know, that's got to oh. be a bad feeling knowing you did a 30 plus two and you just you got to pick your bike up and you're wadded up. Yep. You know, it just shows you that. These top dudes are even crashing on stuff like that. Even um, Gutenair Paul in, or yeah. he crashed off the big table because oh, yeah. he drug pegs. Yeah, that's that's why I, I started dragging pegs by fifth lap, and yeah. I was like, okay, I'm stopping this. Yeah. This is this is a wide open jump to be catching pegs and doing exactly what he said yeah. he yeah. did. No, absolutely. So. How did the Cowie stuff work on the uh, on the Husky? Did you make it work? Did it did it go uh, okay? Or? Yeah, the first moto. That's another reason why it was tough. Well, first off, I got the stuff, and you had to get Jiff and triple clamps. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I had to get them bored out, the top board out um, from Xtrig, because I'm, I'm rocking the rocks clamps. Uh huh. And they sent me the uh, too big, like the bottoms were too big. For the pro yep. circuit clamps. Yeah. So we had to make our – so then we are like, oh, man, what are we going to do? Because I don't want to run stock suspension yeah. for the GP. I just did that at Ironman. And, I, I mean, I hated life. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, there's no way I can do this again. So we – the bottom clamps were too big, so – my mechanic had to drink two Sprite cans and make his own shims 
And, oh, and stop it. I, oh, stop no, it. Oh. I, I was sponsored by Sprite for the weekend. Dude. Folks, this is this is privateer. This is what these guys do on the island. They drink yep. Sprite cans and use them as, as, as fillers. Yeah. Oh, as my fillers. God. That's what I used. That's what I used for the bottom clamps. If you, I got pictures of it. That's what, that's what we're sponsored by Sprite for the weekend. Holy shit. I, and uh, I don't know if that had the effect, but first moto, even Bones, like we, we next day aired everything and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, Bones from Pro Circuit took a look at it and tried rushing as fast as he could. And the first moto, it was, uh, it was a little rough because, I mean, he, I don't know, we don't have any testing with it. Yeah. And, I, and he didn't really change anything from my Cowie to the Husky, so... Obviously, that's a big difference with a steel frame, the weight difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. So, like, he pretty much had the same settings. And, I mean, I was out there just getting beat to death. Like, (laughs) just if you saw me out there, I was doing everything I could just to hold on. Uh, Yeah, it got got choppy, too. It got. got, Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, my my rear end was never even on the ground. Yeah. It was just always just, I mean, bucking me. So, (laughs) second moto, bones actually come to my pit. That's how. That's when you know yeah. your stuff ain't looking that good. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when he's coming to your pit at a privateer, and he he coming, he he did. He helped me out. They've been great to me all season. Yeah, you know? yeah. They've been good. So he come helped me out, fixed it a little bit better for second moto. But by that time, you know, you're already dead because you just tried holding on for thirty minutes. Yeah. With yeah. the with the stuff that you did have. So. Oh I mean, man. Did, did did what we could, but uh, you know, I looked. You know, I, I scored points. You know, it was it was still accomplishment, but you know, we're still learning things because um, JMC, um, we're in the works with talking to them about doing possibly riding for them for Supercross mm-hmm. this coming up season. So just waiting on Joel. The he's working on things right now um, for the for the upcoming season. So I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah, no, it sounds good. Hey, by the way, before we get too far into this, yeah. Um, Thanks for running the Groot butt patch. You, somebody read my yeah. column, and I'm yeah. like, that, that's... Yeah, that was my that was my buddy Tony. He's like my agent guy. Just helps me out a ton. He's uh, just a guy that's always helped me out, and he's like, dude, let's get this done, and uh, that would mean a lot to him. And yeah. actually, it's been awesome. I've been like so many people that seen it and uh, like yeah. just asked me about it, and every and I haven't even seen the movie. So when you yeah, said yeah. it that right. the one time, yeah. So, so it was crazy when you spoke about it that yeah. one show. I haven't even really seen it, so I was like, "Dude, I gotta go watch the movie now." Yeah, <laughs> no, bro, that's you. You're Groot. Oh. Yeah, so I went and saw it. Um, yeah. Hey, so uh, first thing, you know, we saw you at Washugo. You had a really breakout ride in Washugo, and we talked about uh, then. Uh, Racer X did a little interview with you, and you yeah. switched off. Uh, to Husky from Kawasaki, you talked about running a stock bike and everything else, which is gnarly and insane. So, yes. what kind of prompted the switch from the Cowie to the Husky? How'd that go down? It just it just went down when we were having all those troubles. My first race. I mean, we, you know, normally we're always kind of like how my family is, or like my dad is. He's kind of last minute with things. So I'm like this. This. this I don't want to do my pro career like my amateur. You know, we're kind of switch things. Okay. We make things good. So I was like, let's get a motor out. Let's make sure everything's dialed before we start start the, the first national. Then before the first national, I got hurt. I had a, a punctured lung. I got airlifted out, and I had all that broke ribs. I was in the hospital for a week, and I had to overcome that. A lot of people thought I was just going to quit, you know, but I told myself, you know, I'm going to do this. So I, I got back ready. And three, or I think it was like a month after I was at, I did my first one at Una, or, uh, Money Creek. Uh-huh. And so I had a couple times on the, I had the bike ready. The bike was ready. I rode it a couple times. It felt great. The new 17 motor. Um, I went to Muddy Creek second, uh, first moto. I did the big uphill triple and I'm trying to do it. And I'm like, barely like, I mean, I'm casing the crap out of it. And I'm like, there's no way I can go a 30 minute moto <laughs> just doing this every lap. You know, yeah, yeah. I just felt like it was underpowered. So the seeds. The seeds in, in the head were breaking as I was riding the first moto. So um, so the second moto, they totally just went out on me and blew up. Yep. So I was like, what are we going to do? So I think uh, Redbud was the next weekend, uh-huh. uh, if I don't – yeah. yeah. And uh, we next day aired ahead, got it all fixed up again, went to Redbud, blew up on me in practice. Same thing. Didn't get one practice. And it did the same thing. The seeds just blew out. And they're stock seeds. And 
So huh. I don't know. Yeah, uh, my motor builder was putting stock seeds in there, and he wasn't putting mod ones, you know. Yep. So, And they were blowing out. Well, he was doing that to the 16 motors, and we didn't have a problem. Okay. So, and not, I don't know, not many motor builders had the motor. I, I give them that, you know, because Pro Circuit was having troubles in the beginning, as everybody knows. Yep. And these new motors were just, you know, giving people problems. And and we just couldn't figure it out. And this is not how I wanted to start my pro career. Yeah, really, it's right? A DNF year, Austin Root, a DNF there. Like, what is, <laughs> why, why? What is this like, guy's deal? Right, right. Yeah, it doesn't look good. So, and then we were like, okay, I told my mechanic, I don't even want to run that motor anymore. We're not even going to try dumping money in it. It's a waste of time. Let's throw the 16 motor in. Uh-huh. Because I heard uh, Shanty said that he used, he was, he was doing it at the time. And we did it for Millville. Or no, we did it for Southwick and Millville. And Southwick, like, dude, I mean, I rode my heart out. I felt great. And I think I got like a 24th, uh-huh. but it felt like a 15th place to me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like you rode that hard, yeah. and all you know is that you got a 24th. You know, it yeah. it just kind of like, I was like, what is going on? <laughs> so we we went to Millville, and I was really underpowered there. Really, like, because we ran the 16 motor and the 17 frame, as everybody knows. We had uh, We had to run a 16 head pipe. A 17 silencer. Oh, we had geez. the 17. Yeah, we had the 17 air boot. And after Millville, after that weekend, and knowing I was underpowered, and I got my best qualifying time at Millville. Uh-huh. I don't know how. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with all the hill, with all the hills yeah, and yeah. stuff le- leading up, I uh, had my best qualifying time there. And I was like, after the moto was done, everything was said and done. I went to Mitch, and I was like, what is going on? Like, right. I cannot get a bike yeah, to run. Yeah. I, I just I need a bike to run. And I told him about my situation with the 16 motor and the 17. He looked at me like I was crazy. He couldn't (laughs) believe that my bike was even running. Couldn't even believe that it was running with the, with all the modifications we had. Right. Right. So I I asked him, I was like, okay, so now that you don't know that I'm, uh, I'm having all these problems, what can you do for me? What can, like, I need some help with, uh, you guys yeah. have a motor, or a lease motor or something. He said, call me Monday, we'll get you set up. Okay. And come out to Washougal. So, I did that. I went out to Washougal on a limb. We weren't even going to go to that round. Mm-hmm. Me and my mechanic, Aaron, we weren't even going to go there. And he kind of gave my hopes up. And I call him Monday and expecting, you know, some good news, yeah. maybe some help. Yeah. And it was a different story, you know. Just a, just a totally different story. Told me that there is no motor. I'm already halfway across the country. Told, tells me pretty much, you know, kind of go home. And I'm like, go home? Like, I'm already halfway across the country, you know? <laughs> like, wait, what? You said go to watch Jugo. <laughs> yeah, so it it just did a lot of emotions for me, you know? A lot uh-huh. of things were coming at me. It's not a good feeling hearing that we have no bikes and you're traveling to a pro race in yeah. Washugo, you know? Yeah. So I made some phone calls. I got a hold of Joel from JMC, and I was like, man, I need some help. Like, it's literally on the way. His dealership yeah. is on the way to Washougal. I was like, literally, I can come get a bike, and I'll race it. And I know I've heard great things about him. Right. And uh, heard that, and then plus they have a Supercross team. Uh-huh. I just heard nothing but good things about them. So I was like, listen, I'm going to see what he can do. They helped me out tremendous. Had a bike torn down. When I got there, they had it. They had the motor. The cases split everything. Oh, and wow. this is this is literally Wednesday, or no, maybe it was Thursday. It yeah. was one of the days. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah, it was like Thursday, and I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, because I don't know them personally. Right, right. I'm like, oh boy, I'm not even gonna race. Yeah. I was like, my they were just checking to make sure it's a new tranny. Oh, okay. And they're making like so pretty much they were just doing that for me. You know, they're making sure that I'm safe and everything's good and. Uh, so they had that wow. all. So they had the bike back together that same day, and I was out riding it at like eight o'clock that night just to ride it, just yeah. for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And I got an I got an hour on it before the race. So wow! And you <laughs> yep, show up got, and you go seventeen seventeen. Seventeen seventeen, and that was literally when I had the team there, everyone helping me. It literally felt like I was like as close to as a factory ride as I could. That's how much they were helping me. Wow. Like, they were just asking me if I need this and need that. And, like, you know what I mean? It just felt good to have someone, you know, finally, like, just after all the stuff we went through with the Cowie and everything, you know, 
felt good to have someone just take that interest and yeah, yeah. and go above and beyond for me, you know. And we went out and got the seventeen seventeen, and and that's what it just shows you, you know. How I told you at Southwick, I ran twenty fours was like my best. Yeah, or, yeah. That was a that that was it felt like a fifteenth to me, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then to go to Washougal and 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 then do that for them, it just was a good good just a good feeling, you know. And so, and the bike was just bone stock, bone stock, bone stock, everything. Yep. And <laughs> he actually gave me some front forks. He did give me some cone valve front forks. Okay. Um, that, well, I ran, I practiced the night before with stock stuff and uh-huh. it just felt kind of rigidy for me. Yep. So I was like, and I know a kit's going to be better than anything. He said, Oh yeah, it's, it's set up for like 175, 180 or something like that. But you're more than welcome to try it. Joel said, uh-huh. um, from JMC. And I was like, all right. Sweet. I was like, I know it's going to be better than stock. You know what I mean? I'm thinking in my head, like, listen, if he's giving me the opportunity to use some forks that are A-kit, yeah. you might as well take it. Yeah. So I, my mechanic put him on, Aaron put him on uh, for practice, and uh, uh, Jensen, from their main mechanic from JMC, helped me tremendous, you know, setting him up, trying to get some clickers dialed in, and uh, and that was it. I literally ran first practice with a set of suspension I didn't know with a stock rear shock. and and that's what i that's what i had and and just i mean obviously right away you just you just you know gravitated towards the way the husky felt the way it turned the way the power and everything huh oh yes everything just everything flowed with me just really good i don't it's just it's a really good bike you know i mean i didn't want to leave the cowie i really didn't and I knew the the KTM's were really good bikes and the Huskies, like all those. I've heard great things about the Yamahas too. Yeah, yeah. And um, and plus, I have so many bikes in my garage. Like, <laughs> I have tons of Cowies. Like, I have I have three brand new bikes just sitting there right now, just so, brand new. So the, still sitting here. Yeah. So the Cowie has the SFF single sided uh, function fork, right? Yup. Yup. But I've mm-hmm. heard that's a, not a very good fork. But somehow you thought it would be better. Then, uh, yeah, I thought it was be better. Well, yeah. I had the cone valve stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they worked great at Washougal. And I was like, okay, Joel. Joel sent me back. I was. I went back home. I didn't have any suspension for it. I called him up, and he's still, you know, whatever I need. He's like, I'll help you out. I'll try doing my best. He sent those forks back out to me because he knew I liked them. And I was like, I really would appreciate it if you let me run them the rest of the rounds. And, and actually, my guy, Tony got a set of WP stuff from Austria because uh-huh. you can't buy it anymore, I guess. Yeah. Or it's like really hard to get. So he got a set. I got a track shock. I got, I got the cone valve stuff from Austria. I went out and rode it and it was the worst stuff I've <laughs> ever had. It was, it was the worst stuff. I don't know. It was set up for 185 pounds, but I swear, I mean, it was just blowing through. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. just off the smallest bumps, just blowing through. So I was like, this stuff's supposed to be the bee's knees, you know, for KTM and right, Husky. Right. And, and I can't get it figured out. And I was having problems with the, even the uh, stuff Joel sent out to me because Washougal bumps were a little different than, you know, Unadilla. Yeah, oh, for and, sure. Absolutely. And, oh, yeah. No, it's a lot. Washougal is maybe the most unique track on the circuit as far as suspension yeah, and tires a, yeah, and everything. Was, yeah. Exactly. So it was kind of more of what I rode to Washougal, just uh-huh. the bumps, yep. not really the dirt or anything. Kind of the bumps. It was. It kind of formed the way I'm used to. But like Bud's Creek and where I really had to ride like gnarly bumps, like downhills, Bud's Creek in Indiana. It re- like Bud's Creek was like beating me. Like so, I never rode those kind of bumps. So I didn't know what to do with the suspension. Yep. And so. I had the track shock and everything, and it just nothing worked for me. I went to the WP guy, um, and he, he was like, and I was like, why? Why is everyone else running the fifty-two stuff? Yep. You know, and yep. I, and I have uh, whatever, just the cone valve stuff. Yep. And the track shock's even different. I look at their bike, and it's different. Yeah, you know no, they, I mean? they've got some trick stuff for sure. They yeah. got some, yeah, they yeah. got some trick stuff. So I was like. So can you make this stuff better than that? And he's like, oh, we can make that stuff just as good as that. So I was like, if you can make it just as good, why aren't they running it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. it was just a simple yeah. question. So I got to know him a little better. And he's the kind of he was kind of the one that kind of pushed me to back to my pro circuit stuff. Okay. Because yeah, he yeah. told me that we can't really give you the trick stuff that they're going to have. They're right. going to have. So yeah, yeah. I'm like... So I'm stuck. 
So I found out that no one runs like cone valves. Yeah, they no, all it's, shims. it's not. They all, it's not good. They all, yep. Yeah, they all switch it to shims and or whatever. So I was like, listen, I don't have a set even set up for me. I'm just trying to get it better. <laughs> so he was like, listen, the pro circuit stuff, I think you would you would like it. And it, it rides a little different because the, the feeling I was having at Bud's Creek was it just blowing through the stroke, right. like the front end, and yep. picking me up to an endo. And I, and I was like, man, I hated that. So he said the SFF stuff, the, the PC stuff, kind of rides higher anyway because it's air. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, let's give that a shot. I mean, I have it there. You know, I have two sets of the PC stuff, so I'm like, yeah, it's try just it. Sit, it, sure. it just sit, it's sitting there, you know what I mean? All I right, mean, right. let's let's rather try that. So that I figured what what better place to try it than right. at WW. Yeah. Really t- I mean, it's not <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really the the move I was going for. It was either stock or my PC stuff that I've never ran before. Right, right. So yeah, I know I you're kind of you're like six oh one half dozen of the other, bro. Well, look, we, we got to try to get you if you need it. Race Tech suspension, bro. I can get you dialed in with those guys. They do a ton of top guy suspension. Maybe you can try them out and see what. No, you think. I actually so. heard good things about them. They said that they can set up the WP stuff one of the best. Oh Race yeah, Tech. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll talk after the pod if it works out great. But uh, okay, Race Tech uh, suspension uh, privateer. Island Life Pod with Austin Root. Hey, so you gave me your Groot pants, your Axo Groot pants, which in, awesome. are currently in the studio right here in Pulpamex headquarters. Awesome. Um, awesome. Why Axo? Uh, what? what uh, it's it's not a you know obviously they've been around a ton of time, but how'd you get hooked up with them? Yeah, man, that's a question. Like if everyone's known me as a kid, I've literally ran Axo since I was on probably fifties. Literally, wow. Have yeah, yeah. I ran their gear? For like my whole career, you know, just just never never switched. I've never been. I don't know. My parents have been that way. You know, we just never leave for the next yeah, best yeah. thing, kind of thing. You know, we always stick. We're always loyal. We always just stay behind. So I've just always stayed with their stuff. They've been great to me. Mm-hmm. And you know, nothing. I mean, I haven't really tried going anywhere else anyway. But um, I mean, that's. I mean, Axel's been great to me. But it is different, and I like being a little bit different. That's another thing about me. I like to yeah, yeah. stand out, not go with the crowd. You know what I mean? I like to be a little different out there on the track. Just like that's why I got. I wanted to get a Husky instead of a KTM. Sure. You know, I, yep. I wanted to. That's just wanted to stand out a little bit. But right, that's, right. that's okay. kind of why I got Axo, and it and it got some uh, and the stuff stuff's been good. They've yeah. been great to me. Good. So good. Yeah. Good to that, hear. That's um, that's why. Uh, what do you think of your, you know, your last kind of national rise? We talked about Washougal seventeen seventeen. You scored some other points. Uh, the rest yeah. of the series, you just missed the national number. It looks like, anyways, as yeah, of right now. But uh, um, were you happy with the rest of your rides after Washougal? After Washougal, I knew. I mean, I know I had more in me. Like the last, I wanted to get in that top fifteen. Mm-hmm. And like I said, just like with everything going down after. After that, well, I mean, obviously, Unadil, we had that mud race yeah. and stuff, and that was gnarly. And just having problems with goggles, and and I had to throw them off third lap, you know, and running that whole race trying to do it with no goggles. Yeah. And, just, and just trying to deal with stuff like that. Like, I mean, I didn't – and it was just tough. Like, I, I wanted to do more, but – um, just everything with this. I was trying to switch up suspension. Like I said, it felt like it got after Washougal. It kind of got a little harder for me. You know, it got things got tougher with with the bike and stuff. You know, it didn't gel as gel as much. You know, I think we were trying so much stuff, me and my mechanic, that we were overdoing it. You know, because it's a new bike. Yep. Um, pushing it too much and like just making. We're trying to make so many adjustments to feel comfortable uh-huh. that I was feeling uncomfortable. Right, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was kind of going through that the rest of the round and uh, just, and it really wore on me when I got to uh, Indiana. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I literally, all the traveling we did and everything, I literally woke up that Saturday morning and felt like I, the whole season just hit me at once. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, no, driving it's, it's... to the Driving to the round. Just I never skipped the season after or never skipped the race after uh Muddy Creek, no matter how hard it got. No yeah, matter, yeah. I yep. blew up a bike, I'd race I raced <laughs> a stock bike at uh Redbud. Yeah. A stock stock Cowie two fifty. And if you 
Ask anybody if they want to ride a stock Cowie 250, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so I've just never stopped, and we just kept going and going and going. And uh, I think at towards the end, like the last couple, man, I was just, you just I was more, yeah. more beat. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's hard work, man. It's you got to find somewhere to ride. you got to drive. It's it's hard work. I've, I've done it. I've been a privateer mechanic through the years driving all the races, and, and it's, it's a oh. huge thing. I mean, Freddie Norton was just telling me, you know how stressed it is to to be on the road to worry about you know parts and riding and hydration and rest and everything yep. else. You know it's all yep. it's all part of the package. Um, I actually met him this weekend. He's great, great guy. Yeah, really nice guy. guy. Who's your Who's your mechanic? He sounds like a hero. Oh, he, my his mechanic. My mechanic is Aaron. Oh yeah, Aaron Albright, and he's uh, from PA. Yeah, he's uh, he's been great, man. Always kept me dialed. He, if it cool. wasn't for him, yep. you know. He makes things that much better for me, man. It's it, awesome. we're a team, you know. Yeah, yeah. So my whole my whole family is so. Like when you're a privateer, it's yeah. a, it's a family effort. Oh so. yeah, no, absolutely, man. It is for sure. So, so for- and I, that's what I think. Just that drive coming back to Wash Eagle, <laughs> and God. ever since ever since that, and then going straight to Re- or Bud's Creek, and I just think I was never recouped because like. I mean, I could probably sleep for a week and yeah. not even realize it, you know. Right. But no, for that's sure, man. The life of that's 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 getting into the big dogs, the big leagues, and that's 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 what it takes. So. Yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> you know, it really is. It's uh, and 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 the guy like Aaron is working. I don't know how much you pay him or if you pay him at all, but he's doing a ton yeah. of work for not much money. And and that's both <laughs> you guys are, both you guys are grinding, and I like that. That's why we do these poverty tier podcasts. No, that is awesome. I appreciate. It. Yeah, we. It's not a whole lot of money both ends, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> both ends. I mean, I'm a lot of risk out there, and yeah, and not making much. But I mean, hey, it's it's just at the end of the year, though. Looking back at it, like right now, it was awesome. I wouldn't have changed anything. I've met some amazing people. Yeah, all the guys over at JMC. Everything giving me the opportunity to possibly race Supercross this season coming mm-hmm. up. Yeah, um, just. Everything, so it's it's been awesome. It really has. You, uh, you talked about this crash with your collapsed lungs. What happened? Where was it? What what went on? This was at uh, Club MX. Okay. I, I only ride two tracks. I ride Club MX or I ride Motivated. They they help me a lot in uh, uh, South Carolina, Columbia. Um, man, they're awesome. Like, I mean, he I'll be the only one out there riding. He'll freaking water track for me. Oh, like, cool! Great people, great people. Like that's who. Like that's. You know, the people that I've met this year, you know, helped me tremendous. But I was at Club MX. There was this weird section, and uh, they had, and I was, uh, like, coming out of a tight corner, and I bounced to this wall. Like, it was like they dug down in the ground, like these roller sections. So it was like a wall on the left side, and I was riding the wall on my 450. Uh-huh. And I had the front wheel on top. I had the back wheel at the bottom, and I'm just pinned, like, in a moto, trying to see if I get out. And next thing you know, it catches on me uh-huh. and shoots me to an endo, and I drop into one of the holes. Oh, boy. And the bike, the 450, you know, just drilled me in the back. Just <laughs> landed in my back, and and that's how that happened. And I literally couldn't move. I couldn't move. And they all thought, like, I'm a pretty tough kid, you know. When yep. I get down on the ground, you know, normally I get back up. And this time I was not getting back up. There was, It was probably the worst pain I've ever felt in my life just never want to go through that again and and like literally i didn't know what was happening either i just know yeah, i could yeah. hardly breathe oh, it boy. felt like i was breathing through like a uh, a coffee straw yeah yeah <laughs> like, oh shit like, yep. and so they come the ambulance came and i we know no one knew what's going on i had my friend hold my hand they're like you need to call a chopper right now wow. call a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. and he and my friend's looking at me like i'm gonna die and i'm like oh my goodness like <laughs> i and that don't make me feel good and my parents <laughs> my parents my parents aren't there they don't know what's happening yeah and uh they get me in the ambulance and we had to drive to the helicopter i get in the helicopter we end up at the hospital told me it was a punctured lung not okay. a or yeah, yeah not a not a collapsed lung it was a punctured lung and my ribs were just they weren't even just broke they were shattered and i mean the bruising i had and everything i mean i was in the hospital and when i was in the ambulance they even shot uh like they shoot uh like a big needle down your chest like i'm looking at this needle and i'm like just to open up your lung they're supposed to do it so you can breathe he shot this needle down my chest dude 
and missed it. Oh, oh <laughs> missed my lung. And I'm like, I'm like, he's like, we can do it again. I'm like, no, yeah. I'm fine. I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, that hurt probably so bad. Just oh. the needle down. And they, they couldn't uh, put me asleep or anything because they're scared I would stop breathing. So they, as soon as I got to the hospital, they put me on the table. That's all, all I remember. They sliced me open, got me a t- got a tube in me, yeah, yeah, and put, put the got little the tube breather, in yeah. me, and, and yep. And then I'm sitting there in the hospital, um, waiting for this thing to come out. So they take it out. I think it was three days later, uh-huh. and it, it ended up collapsing again. Oh boy! Uh, oh yeah, it collapsed again. So we had to go through that whole process again. Come fall asleep. And I think I, and the first time, like when they put the tube in, I thought it was much better than the second, I guess, because I know what I was expecting the yep. second yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, it made things twice as worse. So, yeah, that's like, that's to... same thing happened with me with my, I got LASIK surgery. And the first time they did it, they cut my eyeball. I'm awake and I'm oh. like, uh, and I'm like, oh, that's not too bad. And then I'm like, oh, wait, that, that, that doesn't feel very good. It's very uncomfortable. Oh, I'm not sure if I like that. And then the second eye, I'm like, oh god, oh god, because I didn't know. I already knew you know, what to what to expect. So, yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. So that's where I was going through. Exactly yeah. same thing. So, and then you know, just and they told me just to be really active after, or or kind of rest. But you know, I was active. Like it was crazy. Like I was up doing things. Uh, two days later, I mean. Yeah. I was I was doing things, but I was just trying to get myself at, because I knew I'm still going, you know, I'm doing my first pro race at, like, okay, so I'm yeah. sitting in the hospital. I'm right, like, okay, right. which, ones, which ones am I going to miss? I'm going to miss Hangtown, Glen Helen. I'm going to miss Colorado. And then I'm going to miss High, I was going to do High Point. And then I was like, ah, that's way too close. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do Muddy Creek. We're going to do Muddy Creek, and we're just going to start building. And I told myself that in the hospital. <laughs> I'm starting with Muddy Creek. Oh, boy. You know? Yeah. So, and I was like, we're going to have to do whatever we can to, to get ready and feel good, you know? So, so the whole season, I really didn't have – you know, you can't build. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. You know what I mean? It's you can't especially build. When, so. hey, especially when you're driving in a van with, uh, with your mechanic. <laughs> yeah, driving in a van. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. So you, yeah, you can't build. So I'm, uh, so I'm kind of stuck. So yeah. I'm, I'm just happy with how it went, with everything going on. Um, so oh, okay, that's, that's, yeah. So, that's, um, so, so everything's good. So you're a club. You have to yeah. have you what? Yeah, near club. Near, yeah, only an hour from. Well, club. you ride at club or whatever. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to have some Alex Ray stories. Please tell me you have some. No, no. Actually, I don't even know him. Oh wow. Yeah. Like I see that's a lot a lot of people don't really know me and I don't really go out like I'm just like Yeah, yeah. Like I kind of just do my own thing. Oh, you know, boy. I go to the track, put my work in and I kind of go. Yeah, stay no, w- stay away from him. You stay away from him. <laughs> no. It's not that. I just, you know, yeah, yeah. uh just haven't really got to meet any of the riders really, you know. Yeah. A lot of a lot of the riders that I grew up with racing are done are are you know what I mean? You yep. you grow up with riders, you know, and everyone kind of splits different ways. Like who? Who, so, were, your, who were your kind of your rivals uh, coming up through the amateurs? Oh, I mean, everyone. I mean, I'm from the Carolinas. So yep. We had, like, Shane McArath. We had Cooper. Um, yep. What else did we have? I mean, it was, a, it was just a list. The list would go on. And now that everyone's grown up and kind of parted ways, yeah, like, yeah. everyone looks at you different, you know, <laughs> when you're on the line and stuff. Like, yeah. everyone just... You know what I mean? Like when you get a ride and stuff, people... it's uh, it's weird, man. It's weird, and that's I was just talking to somebody about the USGP because I know some of those guys from going over to GPS and going to his nations okay. and and Bercy Supercross for so many years. Yeah, and yeah. the the top GP riders, they're for the most part they're buddies. They hang out. They uh, I went into the KTM truck at the end of the day, and, and uh, Lupino Caroli's buddy is chilling in the lounge, and they're laughing and. And um, crazy. It, these guys are all buddies. I remember one time I went to Lomol and they were they were, they were doing post race drug uh, tests, and all the top guys were sitting there laughing and joking while they waited their turn. Dude, that never happens in the USA. It's so weird. These guys just don't. They're not. I don't know if it's egos, money, team situations, but uh, exactly yeah, that's re- what I've noticed. Like I mean, I've known these kids my whole life. I go up to talk to them, they give me like the cold shoulder, and I'm like. What's different between, I mean, I race a dirt bike too, you know? Yeah, like, no, I don't get it, like, man. You know, yeah. we're all the same. Like, I mean, come on, we're all doing what we love. You know, we're just, yeah. we're, I, I just, I know it's just different here in America. Like you said, like I, all the Europeans were actually cool to me this weekend. Like <laughs> come, they're talking to me, asking me how I like the track. Oh, that's and, cool. Yeah, yeah. Like how their, how our format was. Like, right, right. Do, do I like it? Like, I mean, I was like, 
dude, you're talking to me right now? Right. Like, no, I know. Like, you know, I mean, not weird. used to this. Not used to this when you're on the line and these people are so friendly. That's why, like, a guy, a guy like Seven Deuce Deuce is is gonna. His results are great. He's a great rider. Don't get me wrong, but his yeah. his his personality, the way he is, the way he treats people, is gonna get him far in the sport because it's kind of rare. You know? No, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. That's exactly. And that's how I want to leave or be in the sport, you know? Yeah, yeah. Be, be that somebody that, you know, I mean, I'm it, even if I had the factory rider or whoever, yeah. whoever it is, you know, right. just just be me. Um, you know? <laughs> no, well, so. hey, putting Groot on the back of your pants was a great start, by the way. Austin. <laughs> it was a great start. <laughs> um, no, thanks for uh, giving me that uh, that butt patch, you know? Yeah. Cool, like that idea. Yeah, so, no, no, no doubt. So, um, uh, what cool. do your parents do for a living? What what did, what did they do growing up when you were uh, when you were riding? Amateurs. Oh, man, they've done the same. My dad's done the same thing for a while. Like, um, back when he was 13, uh, he, well, actually, my mom's side, my, my mom's parents, they owned a, a starter alternator company. Okay. Like, rebuild. Yeah, for, rebuilding. Yeah. Uh, they rebuild for everyone, like, uh, I mean, all the Freightliner companies, yep. all the school buses, sure. even the even airport. So he actually, he bought that from my uh, mom's parents back okay. in the day. He learned everything from them growing up and bought it when he was 14. Oh, wow. <laughs> Running a business at 14. So then he brought it down to Charlotte and uh, just been doing that ever since. Like, we're, I guess he's, we're in a really great area to do it. And... Uh, so he makes, I mean, loves what he does. Him and my mom are doing the same thing. She runs the office part, and my yeah. dad, he cranks it out there in the back. <laughs> and probably one of the most hardworking guys there is, both of them. You know, they're just always I'm up at four because, I mean, we live in Chester, and they work on north side of Charlotte. So that's that's a good hour and ten okay. drive yeah, each yeah. day one way. <laughs> wow. Right? Okay. Just, just, so, I mean, that's what they do, and uh and I, yep, I have a brother and a sister also. So. Oh wow! Um, okay, so so yeah, it was. Uh, you were grinding your whole life. You've been grinding for for results and practicing and getting better and everything yeah, else your whole yeah, life. And I yeah. did, yeah, I never really had the amateur career that I wanted. You uh-huh. know, I kind of, I kind of grew up and actually was like a a real kid. You know, I got yeah, to yeah. do things that I wanted to do. Um, you know, I never really had the amateur career that I wanted, but I knew I had the talent. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And like the last year at Loretta's, you know, I did the the 250 All Star class. Okay. And I got a third, but the and the second moto, like it just my luck's never been on my side. Like leading, like I was leading last year at Loretta's the second moto by like eight seconds, and they didn't even realize that um, I was even in the lead. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like in the on the TV race, and my mom's all mad. Oh like, boy! Like they didn't even realize I was in the lead. Like you know, and I had a flat tire, and I ended up like six that moto. So right then and there, I knew like in a championship hunt, like you can't be getting like a six or something, you know. So to lose it all because of one race, yeah, no, one moto, dude. one moto for all the work that you put in, you yep, know. Yeah. But I, you don't get anything from it. You know what I mean? I went to pros. And I've been doing really well, and I'm just sticking with it, you know, just just doing better than I have. I've had a better pro career than, you know, amateur, and that's how I wanted, like, me and my mom and my dad and everyone, we were like, we're going to do things different than the way we did amateur, you know? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so oh, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a real cool story for sure. Um, yeah, who who else awesome. helps you out a ton? Who else? Uh, oh, man, I have such a list, man. Just everyone from down to, like, my full gear comp, you know, I mean, like just one helps me hundred percent, uh, AXO, EVS, uh, like I have wrist racing, uh, man, who else? Just, just tons. Like my mom, dad, Tony, uh, Jensen. I have, uh, Gavin Grasick. I don't know. If yeah. Gavin Grasick? Me on this. Yeah. Gavin Grasick helps me out on the side. What the hell is he doing um, now? What's, what's Gavin Grasick doing? He's, He's a trainer at uh, MTF. Oh, okay. I used to train there, but I left because just things didn't, things weren't my style. Uh huh. You know? Just things were, it just wasn't for me. And I left, and uh, he still helps me on the side. Great guy. One of the best dudes, you know? Yeah, nice he, guy for sure. He, uh, he oh, raced up in Canada forever. When I'm from Canadian, so a lot of, a lot of okay. mutual friends. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, he, he's been helping me, you know? 
and uh, still helping me. He calls me up, gives me motivation, gives me just give me some tips, you know, even during the week, kind of what to do if I'm feeling tired because right. he's been in the same position I have. You know, he's been a privateer before, and he's done it. So it's great to have someone that has that knowledge and kind of give me some feedback, and especially with his skills and stuff because – Man, he can still rail on a bike. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. No, he's a good, great rider for a long time. So. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So. Hey, what do you – talking about MTF, you said it's not a fit for you and all that, and I get that. And um, and there's GPF. Josh Woods is a buddy of mine that runs that. And MTF. And there's Club MX and everything else. Yeah, uh, just the facility thing. Yeah, just, what, what is what, that like? What, what, how does that work? Do you like – I mean, what? this is the way things are going. Everybody's at these things. Everyone's going to facility stuff, and that's what I thought. You know, I didn't have the best amateur career. So the last two years, I wanted to set my game up. You know, uh-huh. I wanted to be that guy. Okay, I want people to know who Austin Root is. Like, okay. Yeah, so yeah. I, thought, I thought in my mind you had to be at a facility. Uh-huh. You know, yep. like you had to be at a facility to be known, you know, that's, that's like, that's, that's how everyone gets this picture. But I got to the facility and it really wasn't what, it wasn't anything great, you know, uh-huh. like, I mean, all the riding and all the training and all, it was just like organized motos, you right, know, right, right. like it just, it wasn't for me and it wasn't for me riding the same exact place, right. you know what I mean? Right. Like just, yeah. just riding the exact same place, like at the end of my like I did two two years there, and the, after the two years, I just didn't even want to ride. I didn't want to see a dirt bike. I did so much riding and just so much training and stuff because I, I didn't have a mechanic at the time. So yep. I was my, my own mechanic. My I was the rider. I had to do the fitness. You know what I mean? It it gets stressful. I guess it could have been different if I had some more people down there. Yeah. But, yep. but just. Just it wasn't. It's not for everybody, you know. No, I do. That's what I would tell kids. Nobody, it's not for everybody. Nobody races anymore. They ride four amateur races a year that are four laps uh, for all the marbles outside of Loretta Lynn's, and they yeah. live on these facilities. And I don't know, man. I just don't. No, know I don't like things. it. I don't like it either because you go to these local races, and I, I still go to local races. Yeah. you'll see my name pop up here and there, and it's like no one's there. Like, yeah, I'm like, and, and no, then, no, hey, you see, you see some of these kids coming to the facilities, and they can scrub and race, ride a bike like no other. But if they get a mid-packed start in Supercross, they're they lose their minds. They're not used to racing against other guys. I just, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, I I, I get completely what you're saying, and and that's why kids, these kids growing up, like I go to the I go to the track, and I go to my local tracks, and I mean I have more kids like coming up to me and stuff and it's a good feeling even that at a facility you don't have that everybody hates you <laughs> like you deep down like no one really likes each other you know what <laughs> i mean like you race each other like it's that feeling every day you know the feeling that we were talking about being yeah. at the races no yeah, one talking yeah, yeah. to each other that's that's the same feeling you get at a facility i mean you're friends but deep down you race each other they don't want to see you do good yeah, you know it's, it's kind of it's, it's weird kind of that feeling it's a weird feeling you yeah. know yeah like, no I, I get it it man. doesn't I... have to be that way but right right it's just, <laughs> it's just a weird feeling about it and i mean i i like going to the track now and and kids are like man i need to be at mtf to be someone and yeah and no, now know, that right? i'm you know i'm getting in the top 20s and stuff it shows all these kids that i you know grow up with and or see me riding and stuff that you don't have to be that you don't have to do that and you can you can ride your local track if you want it bad enough. You can you can do it. You know. Yeah. Like, no, I hear you, man. If, I don't if, know. If yeah. you if you put in the work, you can do it. You don't have to be at a facility. It makes it tougher. It does make it tougher because you got to drive to the track. You got to drive to the gym. Yeah. You got to. You don't have everything there at at one spot. But yeah. you know, I'm not saying every like even GPF. That's a little bit more laid back. That's more yeah, a little bit more your own program, right? More yeah. of your own program. So that I've never tried that, but I've heard it works for people. I mean that that would be awesome too. Like I think more of a place like that, more of your laid back kind of ride when you want do your own program thing. That works better for me. Yeah. That yeah, that's yeah no, I, I, that I, works I, better for me. But 
I wonder about some of the kids that are coming out of these places. Some of them make it, a lot of them don't, and there's a lot of money spent. And I'm just like, man, you could go racing and and go chase yeah. these, go chase money races, go chase the best competition you can get, and you know, be be um, you know, get, learn off somebody to learn how to what proper things to do on the bikes, off the you know, on a bicycle and at the gym, and, and you're set, you know. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, a lot of people just like you said, stick to just the the main races, and that's all you see them at, yeah. and. And and that's it. It's and I I get that in a way, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes it hurts. Yeah. Hurts them, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, so, for sure. So that's that's the difference between, like you said, who did I grow up racing with? When I grew up with uh, Cooper and McGrath. I mean, you ask any of them. We raced the Ultra Series, you know. That was like the Carolina Series. Yeah, yeah, I've heard I of mean, it. Yeah. we had we had that that gate was like a pro national gate every weekend. <laughs> like these guys are names that I've heard my whole life, you know. And yeah. we raced each other every weekend, you know. Yeah. So that's why I feel sometimes it's got to suck because these kids don't <laughs> have that anymore. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, absolutely. They, yeah. They don't have that. They don't even know what it's like to race each other. They're gonna grow up and just race each other at a couple races and and maybe when they get to the pro leagues if they make it there you know so so yeah. okay so you being from carolinas like and you're you're pretty young but what about yeah. jim niece jim chester and bradshaw like those are north carolina oh South Carolina legends, yeah, dude. Man, those are legends those are awesome even growing up watching jim niece and all them like spank guys yeah like, like i mean i grew up racing and as a kid looking up to these guys yeah you know? jim, jim niece and jim chester have probably raced eight thousand races against each other in their lives oh yes oh my god so <laughs> many and they're always battling each other always like, dude always and, and they're great people like off the track like see what i mean you can battle each other and yeah. still be friends right you know they're still good guys they they have no beef with each other. Like I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like they're always battling hard. They're always near each other. When back back when I was watching them, it was it was crazy. Like even watching the pros back in the day, like at racing ultra series and yep. stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was like a forty man gate. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's crazy. Every weekend, yeah. everyone made good money. Yeah, those guys you know? were like those guys were like mercenaries, man. They <laughs> they're like, hey, let's hit up every race we can for for cash, you know. Yep, for cash. And now three dudes. Three guys on A class yeah, are, yeah. Are, are, are signed up. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's, whew, it's brutal. Uh, but no, those guys are awesome watching. Yeah, Rick, and man. Jim and Jim Jim Chester's a WPS rep now and killing it doing that. So it's yeah, good, oh good yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yep. Uh, Race Tech uh, Suspension Privateer Island Life podcast uh, with Austin Root. Thanks to uh, Race Tech guys. Pulpamex seventeen is the code to save with Race Tech engines and suspension, and you get your check, get your stuff uh, oil changed, get it revalved, get a gold valve, whatever you can. Uh, we really appreciate the folks from Race Tech for for making it happen. Austin, I ask a lot of guests this uh, question, and outside of a money tree. What would help you in your racing the most? Like people have said a mechanic, people have said a test track, people have said, you know, different people. Outside of just planting a money tree, what would really help your career? Um, really helping my career would just be man, what would it be? I mean, I would just say just having that small group of people that are just you know, I mean, that are really devoted to you you know uh-huh. like just yep. having the having the good people behind you not not anybody else that's that's what i would say yep. is having to keep your keep your group small and and keep it with good solid people right right and uh. that that's that's what's been helping me with my pro career that's that's you know that's 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 the advice I would give. Yeah, yeah, no, so. absolutely. It's it's good. That's great advice for sure. Absolutely. So, um, well, thanks. Uh, thanks for coming on, Groot. Appreciate it. No, uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks no worries. Uh, good luck in Supercross. I hope everything comes together. We see you at Supercross and some oh, nice yeah. nice yeah. rides with on stock machines. I still can't believe they're stock bikes yeah, that you yeah, race nationals. No, I know yeah, it's never, it's crazy. Never had anything done. <laughs> um, so. uh, but so. uh, no, thank you. Uh, I appreciate the uh, the time and uh, and uh, good luck in the future and. Uh, we'll touch base down the road, man. Thank you. Okay. Thank you.